welcome to your first episode of the Squire Empire podcast. We have Santia here. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing well. How are you? Great, 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 great. Uh, so awesome to have you here on this wonderful Sunday in Japan. So uh, how's today treating you so far? Pretty good. Um, just been taking the day to relax. It was a stressful week at work, so unwind and getting prepared for the next one. Absolutely. Work yeah. is stress, but it's rewarding though, right? Oh, absolutely. I, lo- I like what I do. I, I, okay. I specifically um, interviewed for, for the job that I have. So, Okay. What do you do? I work in the mental health clinic. I um, Right now I'm an ADAP uh, technician, so I help with um, individuals who are struggling with alcohol or drug abuse, um, providing treatment and education. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you like most about that? Like, what what uh, what gets you going through to like stay motivated doing stuff like that? I think it's seeing people's lives change. Seeing people mm-hmm. come through doors, um, no matter how no matter how they come, just seeing them choosing themselves, choosing the best for themselves, and changing their life. Um, I think that's the most rewarding thing. It's a lot of work, but. For me, that gives me all the motivation I need to keep going and keep doing okay. what I do. That's really great that you would take your time and do that. Are you going to school for that or are you just doing it for fun or? I mean, one, it's my job. And two, okay. I am going to school. Um, I am currently doing my master's in social work. I'm first oh, away, so I'm, I'm so close. So Master's, okay. Well, yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm scared of you. I'll be like you when I grow up. Okay. How far you said you are from your master's being done? Uh, five classes left. Five classes. I can count that on one hand. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, it's been a it's been a road, but okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So, the reason why I brought you on here today is um, I I think you as somebody who's working towards social work, it's definitely uh, rewarding, and you definitely have people who are different places in their life and a lot of times you probably have people that are trying to get their life together and they have no idea where to start and what how do I really know when my life is truly together so that's why I brought you here so we can sit back and just kind of have a discussion about what life is you know I kind of have a little acronym here that we're kind of like working off of but it's it's flexible and that's the whole point it's just to really see what it is and uh it's about it's life l-i-f-e you know it's about your legacy what inspires you your inspiration your foundation whatever that means to you and kind of your energy so like let's let's kind of get into that so when you think about legacy like what's the first thing that comes to mind um i think for me okay so legacy i hear from a lot of people is they want to leave a big name right Mm. everybody know the name long after they're dead they want to leave business something behind i think for me though legacy it's not something that like i care about it but not in the sense of what i have Mm -hmm. for me it's more of like what did i do um who did i impact how did i live my life okay so for me for legacy it's more like i love seeing people's lives changed um that's that's one of my passions so for me legacy would be to see to be able to impact people on the biggest level possible um, because I think people are worth it and they, sh- they they deserve to have a good life. So that that's what legacy is for me. 
Okay. So when you say people's life change, is there a certain area of people's lives changing that that is like, I guess, the easiest for you to be able to like measure that you're making a, the impact that you want? Um, that's a good question. I don't know if I have that figured out yet. I think a lot of it is seeing people not the same. I mean, you can tell when someone's different, right? They're living their life different. They look different. They're making different choices. Where they were headed is different, right? So they're making that difference in their life. Um, so for me, it's a lot. I, for me, my passion is working for people who are underserved, right? Um, or um, marginalized people. So that's that's definitely the kind of people that I want get, to get in touch with. <laughs> yeah. So uh, another thing um, that I hear very often is the concept of generational wealth. You know, have you ever heard that term before? Yes. yes <laughs> what do you think? What do you think about that when it comes to legacy? Like, what's your what's your vibe on that? What's the temperature on it? Look, when we die, we don't get to take none of that with us. That's true. Okay. So one of the biggest things that drive me is one of Mother Teresa's quotes um, is "Live simply, so others can simply live." Mm, okay. Okay. So I want to take as little as possible for myself so that others won't have to give up so much. I don't need that many things in life. I don't need all this. I mean, generational wealth is great and all, right? Because who wants to struggle? <laughs> but money comes and goes, wealth comes and goes, you can build it up and then the next day it can be all gone, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't want to tie any of my identity or anyone else's into wealth because um, mm -hmm. that don't matter at the end of the day. Okay, so mm -hmm. like, when you think about like, I would assume you probably want to own a house someday. Mm -hmm. Would that be something that you want? Maybe, maybe. Okay. So you would like, what do you think about the concept of like, when you pass away, like leaving your house to like a family member or a kid or oh, something like that? Of course. Okay. Of course. I don't want, I don't want like, I don't want to have and not share or gotcha. not okay. give it to the next person. Okay. I, I, that my life, goal isn't to like have it all and then be like peace good luck figure out your own life <laughs> okay 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 <laughs> okay yeah yeah i mean i from where i come from you know with um i was born in haiti and things i didn't have anything okay so i know what it's like to have nothing and okay. with being here where i am today i look around and i have enough right okay. so i don't strive to have more more than enough Okay, so you said you're from Haiti. Like, when did you come to the States? Yes, uh, 10 and a half. Um, I was adopted mm -hmm. to Kentucky, out of all places. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I lived there. I lived in Haiti for 10 and a half years. Um, my adoption process took three years. So it was a long process. Okay. That's crazy that today's Kentucky. My mom was stationed uh, at Kentucky in the Army, so I've been out yeah. that in the neck of the woods. Okay. No one gets there long. People are immediately looking for their exit strategy. So Look, there are certain places that you should not stay, okay? I, I, I personally think people need to go, go away from um, their home, wherever they say their home, whatever, what is it called, like, hometown is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People, they need that exposure you, people should get out 
I agree with you. Uh, there's this uh, thing my old pastor used to say. He says some some people in your life are in your life for a reason, and some people are in your life for a season. And I feel like some of the places that we live at, it's the same thing. You have to know when you've kind of uh, lived your best life there, and there, life is worth living. And you have to look at the opportunities that are there, and kind of like what you're saying. It isn't about being able to have a certain amount of money and being able to like live really crazy, but mm -hmm. you shouldn't be living to where you're barely functioning either. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah, because that's that's just stress and anxiety that will kill somebody. I mean, that shortens your life, your lifespan. So, yeah. Okay. Make smart True. financial decisions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's one of the new the new buzzwords nowadays is the concept of financial literacy have you heard that yep i have yeah you know everything everybody's like oh uh cryptocurrency there's all these different ways mm -hmm. and and you know it all depends on how much time you have to really put behind it to really learn and then like you said once you have all this money you know whether it's making more money or saving it what are you going to do with it that's going to mm -hmm. like make an impact or change that will be something you'd be proud of is that is that kind of yeah. what you're saying correct correct okay okay so uh haiti is that uh that's different country i've never been there what 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 do you remember about being there oh it's hot all year round you know okay. the Caribbean. you know um i'm technically afro-latina so okay. um the food is amazing it's so beautiful i mean you can see the mountains there's the beach there's you know it's all the trees um animals roaming freely okay. <laughs> whether that's good or bad okay. um, the people you know the people are amazing i love i love my people um hard working um so strong um, yeah. a lot of adversity but people are overcoming it every day okay um so if you so in your time and you think about like your life, what is, uh, if you had to sum up Haitian culture in one word, what would it be? Ooh. Hmm. I, I want to say vibrant. How about okay. that? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sure, I like that. Okay. that <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good word and you know, that's another social media word that's going crazy. It's all about it's all about the vibrations and frequency. Oh. <laughs> so, so when I hear vibrant, I'm like, oh, okay, I know that. I'm not really on social media, so hey, you teach you should tell me a lot of things today. Hey, yeah. you know, it's you know sometimes you hear these buzzwords and it gets kind of uh, overused, but it's mm -hmm. sometimes it's fun to like do a little bit of your own research just to be able to have a little bit more context to where it's coming from. Because I think I think even some of the buzzwords and buzz topics that are like very uh, socialized, like big topics at the time, there's also a little bit of, of reality of kind of being like, you know what, that's not something I was really tracking, but I'm glad that I have this so that I could be a little bit more, you know, well-versed than I was the day before, you know? You know, there's that concept of trying to learn something new every single day, you know? So, uh, do you have any siblings? I have a lot of siblings. Okay. Um, and I'm the oldest of all of them. Okay, okay. <laughs> it was just meant to be. Um, okay. Yeah, Big sister, Reggie. 
Yeah, hey, no, it's real. Uh, being a big sibling is it's a lot, it's a lot. I have, let's see, um, biological, I have uh, two brother, three brothers and one sister, and then adopted side, I have two sisters and a brother, so. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big sibling too. It's a, it's a, it's a job that I wish I could get paid for. <laughs> so my mm-hmm. time would be respected, but it's rewarding though, to seeing them grow and come to you for advice and stuff like that too, right? Yeah. Yes, I agree. Um, when you're young, it's so annoying because they're all up in your business. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's good to see, to see people grow and make good decisions for themselves, right? As big siblings, I think our parents instill in us like to be responsible, right? To be the responsible ones. So um, for better or for worse, we always kind of feel like we have a responsibility um, for our siblings and how things turn out regarding them. So it can be stressful, but it's good yeah. too. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I've always had this mindset that I was meant to be like the intermediary adult between like my my little sibling and my parents. So I was just always mm-hmm. like, hopefully they'll listen to me because I'm not too old to be out of touch, but I'm not too young that I don't understand what they're going to. Have you ever felt like that before? Absolutely. You kind of feel like that middleman. Like you're trying to keep your siblings from getting in trouble. So, you know, like, hey, don't make this decision because I know how it's going to turn out for you and it's going to be a big mess. So, um, you, you know, trying to mediate things a lot. Absolutely. You're like trying to find that way of not being a parent to them, but also wanting them to live life in ways that maybe you didn't even have the insight to, you know? Well, in my case, I agree with that. In my case, um, in Haiti, I was the parent, you know? Like, you don't have a choice. You just, you grew up fast. So uh, I like to say, I I don't think I really had a childhood. (laughs) Um, I was already, uh, let's see, four, you know, years old, looking for food, making food, um, trying to take care of my siblings. So you grew up fast. Um, so there's a lot of things I see in four-year-olds now that I'm like, wow, how was I doing all this at four years old? Um, it, it puts things into perspective and sometimes I have to remind myself like not to expect too much from people. Um, I think that is one of the things of how I associate myself with people is they're, um, how competent they are or not. Um, but I have to give people a little bit of grace because not everyone grew up like I did. I think that's another big thing I think that we don't give people enough is time to grow. Some of us mm-hmm. are going to mature at different rates and the workload of what we had to experience earlier really shapes our view of the world and what's really important to us. And it just takes a little bit more time for us to get there. And just because someone might be slow in the area that you're appraising at that moment doesn't mean that they're not lapping you in another area. It just happens to be the the point of of contention that you're stuck with at that point Mm -hmm. right there, you know? Yeah. And I mean, we see that in in being in the military all the time. Like some people are good leaders. Some people are good physically fit. Some people are good at figuring things out. Some people are good just just staying in the background, just doing what they're told to do. So it's just really about finding that place of being humble and grounded enough to say we all came from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. How can we share um, our 
our life experience so that way we can be better people. Right, right. Yeah, you have to stay humbled. Um, at the same time, you kind of have to have some expectations for people because um, people will make you look like a fool. <laughs> they don't play you. <laughs> Absolutely. There's a phrase that I, I feel like has got me through so far in my life is the concept of trust but verify. That's like been a thing because I think most people that you work around with, whether they're work people or business or whatever, I think most people want to do a good job, but people are only as good as their intentions and their knowledge, you know? So like you said, if you grew up in an environment where you had so many things that were super important to you and impressed upon you at an early age, there are certain things that are second nature to you, but they may not be second nature to somebody else, you know? So when coming from Haiti, like, what do you think is something that's like a big, like inspiration? Like, how do you kind of uh, monitor what's like, kind of like what information you're taking in and what's kind of like getting you up out of bed every day? Um, so there's the quote to, to whom much is given, much is required, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, like I said earlier, I know what it's like to have nothing. Um, and I know there's so many people in the world that have nothing. Um, mm -hmm. In my own backyard, right? Even in the U.S., there's so many people lacking so many things. Um, and so I can't, uh, like, I can't afford not to wake up and do my best, right? Yeah. People, the world deserves my best. People mm -hmm. deserve my best. And there are people waiting on me for my best, right? Because mm. it could change your life. Um, yes. So I have to keep that in my mind every day. Sometimes I whine about little things and I'm like, you know what, this is first world problems, right? Mm. Like at the end of the day, this really don't matter. Who cares, right? Who cares? Um, mm. I just, I don't have time to waste. Uh, I don't know when I'll die, could be tomorrow, but I wanna make sure that I'm giving my best for as long as I can. Okay. So I think one thing that, that comes to mind is as you're pouring so much into like your job and people and things like that, like where do you find the space to have somebody pour into you? Look, <laughs> good question. Yeah. Uh, one of my things that I struggle with or things okay. that I'm, I'm learning to be better at independent um i don't like to be a burden to anybody i don't want to look incompetent i want i want to do it and get it done um but sometimes i just don't know i don't know what i don't know or i'm tired i get tired a lot um because i feel so much like empathy and things for everyone in the world so I um I'm I'm married, so my husband tries to help. Okay, <laughs> he always encouraging me, like talk to me, and like oh yeah, that is an option. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my mom, I do I do uh, go see uh, M Flat, um, a counselor, um, like once or twice, uh, like twice a month or something, to just have that space to decompress, yeah. to get another opinion. Um, cry if I need to, um, whatever it takes. Um, and of course, people I work with are awesome, right? Because we understand the struggle of work and being able to be like, man, if I gotta do one more note, and, <laughs> and for someone else to understand what that feels like, oh, it, yeah. it's great, it's great. So yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying. 
That's good. And and like you said, I think the key is sometimes being able just to to be in a safe space where you can vocally say, I feel like I'm at my max. Sometimes that's enough to get you through it. Just to be able to say yes. it out loud, say it out loud, internalize it and be able to say, okay, this is where we're at. It's not the end of the world. Other people feel how I feel. I can keep it moving. But right. sometimes when you feel like you're suffering in a vacuum, it can just feel like I'm at the, I, I just fell off this cliff and I'm just clawing my way up. And, and you, you want to ask for help, but you feel like I have stamina. I've been through this. I've been through worse. And then sometimes it isn't until you're almost at the top where you see that hand just reaching over to pick you yeah. up. And you're like, oh man, I could have asked for help. <laughs> a long, long time ago. ago. <laughs> yeah, no, that's me way too many times. Um, trying to do better, but oftentimes by the time I get around to asking for help, yeah, I've been struggling for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think it's the idea of like, I gotta be a strong black woman, right? Mm -hmm. I gotta be strong, I gotta get things done. Um, that sometimes I I don't allow myself to be human, but at the same time, people when people see a strong black person and a strong black woman, and when they're vulnerable, people don't know how to take that, right? They don't know what to do with it. It's uncomfortable, like, uh, uh. Like they were crying. Oh, this is not what I'm used to. What am I supposed to do with this? Um, so yeah, it's it's a learning learning curve for everybody. For sure. And and I think that's I guess what I was kind of reading from listening to you is like, man, she's just like you know, uh, you see those examples where they're just pouring from one cup into the other, and they're just pouring and pouring, and you're just like, where where where's like wh when did you get refilled? You know, that's just mm -hmm. like such a important piece to be able to recognize hey like i'm almost on empty where do i go to be mm -hmm. refilled and replenished and things like that you know yeah and for me for that getting that re like getting filled for me um a lot of it's exercise um mm. i know that i have to do it i have to i have to get my exercise in because it releases my stress um and also i'm trying to do better with like reading my bible and praying and going to church because that's important like look without any of that in my life i ain't gonna make it doesn't matter what i do uh, it for me i feel like that's that's what keeps me going so if i don't take time to do that oh i feel it my attitude changes my frame of mind my energy level everything is just out of whack if i don't um in that community absolutely and you know i think uh i'm big into fitness too you know and i think one of the things that you realize a lot in fitness in my opinion is the more when you take care of your core and your back i feel like the rest of your body pretty much stays together but when you're neglecting something that's so important when you think about all the people you know athletes and things like that like their extremities like their arms and their legs they can recover from that. But when people have back and core, spinal, those type things, those are things that it's so hard to recover from. So that's why I think I agree with you 100%. Having your faith, having your fitness, having those things that you continue to pour time into, even though it may not be perfect every week, is so important because that's the stability that you really need to be able to like either keep being the person you want to be or taking the steps towards being that person. You know? Right. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not perfect at any of it. Um, sometimes I'll go like a whole week or two, and I'm like, shoot, did I even read my Bible or pray? 
Um, when was the last time that happened? Um, so I'm by no means there perfect or anything like that, but you just gotta keep trying. Absolutely. It's funny when you were talking about work and kind of balancing all the things in life, you know, my parents told me this saying a long time ago, and I feel like it's rang so true in my whole life is, uh, do you know what the what you get when you work hard? What? More hard work. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it took me a lot to realize that because, you know, I feel like you're always around people who work pretty hard. But when you're dependable and work hard, the only thing people know how to give you is more hard work. They don't give you days off. They don't give you as much grace. And you don't give yourself grace because you feel as though I have a, an expectation for myself and someone else that are constantly clashing. And it just makes it so, so much of a thing. And I think, you know, I think we're benefited, we're bene we're benefited from being in the military and having uh, the concept of understanding how and when to delegate. But mm -hmm. I can imagine being in the civilian world where delegation isn't really something that's really spot like spoke on and preached about. I think it could create a lot of uh, uh, just shouldering big, heavy burdens mm -hmm. that you don't have to shoulder by yourself. You might have a whole team of people, but because it's your name on it, it's your signature, you feel like you have to do it all. Yes, I, I so agree with that. Um, it can create like things like imposter syndrome, right? Mm. Can, you um, can, you, can you explain that a little more, please? So with imposter syndrome, a lot of it is just you are trying to be or acting like something that you're really not. But it's more to ha have this appearance um, because you want to be seen a certain way by other people. Or if someone like praised you for doing well at something, and it took you, might have taken you a lot of work to do that really well, and now they praise you for it, you're like, oh, I gotta give this amount of energy for everything, because Absolutely. this is how I'm gonna be seen, this is how people are gonna praise me, and I want people, I mean, we all want someone to say, hey, you did really well. Um, so with that imposter syndrome, you're tired, like, you're exhausted, but you go on every day like, oh, I got this. Like, let me just keep going. Um, but inside, you're like hurting. You're hurting and you can't take one more thing. Um, and that's where burnout and stuff happens and feeling extremely anxious. Anxiety is such a huge problem. Depression can come from that too, right? Because, you know, deep inside, this is not who you are and this is not the level of... Uh, performance that you can keep up with but you're pushing yourself to do so much so i i myself struggle with that a lot and i have to learn um when to know that i'm 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 tired you know when okay. it starts Absolutely. and like like you know i've been told you know when it's starting to feel a little harder to get out of bed in the morning you should start evaluating what's going on um absolutely yes so that's definitely been a, a good advice for me to kind of keep myself in check and as you said that you know the thing that always comes to my mind is when we look you know at work and you looked at the mixed emotion i think that's probably the hardest thing to deal with is when you got anxiety and depression and you're trying to like it's like i'm too anxious to do the things that i need to do so but i'm being so worked up on it but then I'm also have depression, so I don't even have the energy to do it. So I'm worked up and I'm shut down at the same time. 
Yeah, and you can't. There's only so far you can go with with both of those things. Um, and that's why I myself took that step to find myself a counselor to talk to. Um, because you gotta let some of those things out. You gotta talk about it because it it's gonna it'll ruin your life. Um, you'll wake up one day and say, "How did I get here?" And it, it and it takes away from your potential. Because you can do so much, um, but when you're struggling just to hold on, you're only going to give, you know, 10%, you know, um, and you're going to be burnt out and you're not going to be happy with yourself and the work that you've done. Absolutely. And I, I think I'll circle back to kind of what you were talking about with the imposters. The, you said imposter syndrome? Mm-hmm, imposter syndrome. Yeah, I think I think that's kind of like ties right into the next piece of the of this uh, discussion. It's just about your mm-hmm. foundation, about just being and trying to be as true to yourself as possible and just having a good foundation is like key. So like when you when you think about being aware of the imposter syndrome and, and not being true to yourself, how do you stay grounded with all the all the the, the the challenges the internal conflicts that you have sometimes yeah so my counselor told me this well two things she told me and it changed my life one of them was um i make the expectations and i get to decide whether or not i meet them and it's okay to change my expectations mm-hmm. so i have a tendency to load my schedule with so much and i'm like drowning and i'm mm-hmm. crying like i can't keep up but i have to do this like, mm-hmm. who told you you have to do this? Well, me. So <laughs> you can't change it? Well, yeah, but then I'll fail, right? Because I have this fear of failure. Um, so it's like, no, you didn't fail. You're smart. If anything, you're winning by choosing what things you, you should let go, right? When, when things are a little too much. Um, and the other thing she told me is like, my existence is resistance, right? So, um, a lot, especially because I'm very, like, I'm always reading the news and things, and um, injustice is something that really gets at my heart. So, when I see, um, especially, like, Black people being murdered, or anyone being murdered for no reason, right, it, it just gets at my soul, and I just get so sad um, about it. And... And it's just like, what am I even doing? Like, I'm tired, but I know there's work to be done. I know my people deserve more. And she, and I'm like, but sometimes I can't do nothing because I'm just, I, I'm limited. And she's like, well, you know, you existing alone is enough. And that, that honestly gave me the room to be like, you know what? I'm okay. Like, I don't have to do a billion things. I don't have to constantly be talking to people about racism. I don't have to feel so traumatized by seeing people being murdered um, and and beat myself up for not being able to go do something, right? Because no, um, me being alive enough is is making a lot of racist people mad, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this black woman walking around. <laughs> That alone is enough. Um, so those two things have really been my foundation um, to keep going. I make the expectations. I can choose what I can and can't do. And if I said yes to something and I have to say no, oh well. Yeah, right? Nobody's going <laughs> to die. Exactly. Who, no one's going to die from yeah, exactly. it. It's okay. 
Um, and me, I don't, and also taking away the burden that I put on myself that I have to constantly be doing something. Otherwise, um, I'm failing or feeling like I'm, my worth is being measured by how much I'm doing. So, um, so a lot of things that I'm still working through, but those two things have been foundational for me. I love that, you know, and I can tell you failure, getting this podcast off the ground has been a labor of love and anxiety. <laughs> at the same time. You know, trying to conceptualize it and be like, what am I going to do? And looking at album art and who am I going to interview? It's just mm-hmm. been like a crazy thing. But I think that kind of ties into what you said is when you have these expectations and they're for yourself, I think those are easier. But when you share other sharing with other people, now the cat's out of the bag. Now the people who support you are going to ask you and they're not holding you accountable like you have to do it. But them just asking makes you feel like you have to do it. Right? So I I had to learn this. I have to I had to learn to say no. And to this day, sometimes I say no and I feel a little bit, bit of like guilt or failure. But I think for that is I completely get that. Like, oh, a higher ranking person asked me to do this. And I feel overwhelmed by a billion things, but sure, I'm gonna say yes, right? Because I got to. But I think a lot of it is communication. Um, people wanna, for good people want the best for you, right? Yeah. Um, and those are the people you should surround yourself with. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they'll understand when you say, you know, I had originally said yes, but this, this, and this has happened since then. And I really don't feel capable of doing that. Can I play a lesser role, right? Is there something else I can do, but still support you? Or can I sit this one out and next time I'll do this? Um, I think a lot of it's being vulnerable and letting people know um, what you can and can't, can't do at the moment. Well, you know, there's, there's two things you just said that I, I think I love and I think are always super important as well Is I think you you talked about it from the standpoint of when somebody who's higher requests something for, for you. But for me, I feel the exact opposite when it's somebody who's lower than me. They're looking at me as the boss. They're looking at me as that person. So I'm like looking at time and I'm like, okay, I guess I have to stay late or I'll come in because, because like a lot of times my sign off is essential for them doing what they need to do. So I definitely understand that. But you know, one thing I think that is super important is what you said as well, is it's so important to know that when you fall short or maybe you can't deliver, I think having that internal accountability enough to try to make it up the next time, I think it builds more that faith and trust within it versus you get too comfortable saying no and then all, all you know is no. no. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> when you say yes about something, it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> There's this phrase, I don't know if you've ever heard it, but it's, uh, it's called, uh, you should under promise and over deliver have you ever heard that before i have heard that i have heard that hey that that will save you it does that will save you because it's like hey i can only do this but people will be surprised oh my goodness they said they do that but they did this This is awesome but it also frees you from feeling that burden that you have to like do this big thing when um you could have just opted to do something small you know it gives you a little bit of a a leeway Um, 
absolutely gives you a little bit more leverage to be able to say oh you know what i thought i couldn't do as much so i but now i can or my schedule freed up so let me go ahead and do a little bit more here and then maybe the next time i can say no or maybe i can uh task someone else to do it but yeah i think that's like really really it takes a lot of insight to be able to see what you can really do and being honest about it and then let that person make an informed that's that's what my other catchphrases is you give the person all the information to make the best informed decision that works for them mm-hmm. and i think if you if you carry yourself that way it makes it so less people feel let down because you say this is what i have for you this is what i can do and then they say okay yes that's enough i appreciate you let's do it or no that's not exactly how i really want it let me keep it moving and i went through the same thing trying to get this uh just the podcast artwork together i you know i i'm not a real creative person but you know the person sends me a thing and i'm like can we do this can we tweak that can we make this black can we make this white and just kind of going in it but just because i was willing to like be vocal about Mm -hmm. my vision and put it in the tools of somebody else i think it just worked out really well you know so i think that's something that i've realized for myself is I think there's there's definitely value in doing the hard work yourself and knowing that you that you made it happen. But I also think there's value in delegating and paying or contracting somebody out to do something so that way they can do the good job and then you can just be the reviewer. Because mm-hmm. I think that, you know, with you being mm-hmm. a social worker, uh, I'm pretty sure there's going to be times where you're going to be in some type of clinical supervisory role to some, some state, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with you being such a hard worker, you also got to learn how to be a good supervisor as well, right? Look, yes, I know, I know. It's, um, it'll be a learning curve for sure. Because oh, I just want to like, just get things done um, and just do it. Um, but, but I also don't want to rob people of the joy that they can feel when they accomplish something. So it will definitely have to be a, trial and error and also with me communicating everything because I don't always communicate everything I'm very like to the point but sometimes too much to the point that like the background isn't even there like it don't make sense but I'm like but I told you you should have just done it right like why can't you just figure this out which for me I think that's where it goes with like the competent part like you could fill in the blank you know but that's not for everybody not everybody are able to just fill in the blank you know so yeah oh oh. we we shall see (laughs) you know and and I think, it, but you know, it, it, it's worth talking about to just put it out there as a bug in your ear because you're going to meet somebody who's going to be, you know, younger than you, uh, sharper, you know, they, they were bred for it. And then they're going to be coming to you because like, like, you know, the whole concept of this interview is about you look like you have your life together, right? So yeah. they're looking at you for the guidance and it's about understanding some people need that context and then some people just need just the contract. Just give me the contract and I'll do it exactly how it's written. And other people need the backstory, the reason, the logic, because if the logic makes sense, even though you may not want to do it, you can sit back and see where it's coming from. And I feel like a lot of us, as long as it's coming from a good place, you're willing to do it, you know? And I think about 
whatever we want to do for this world, right? I think the one thing that everybody has to some extent is time and money. So if you don't have one, you normally can sacrifice a little bit of the other, right? So I think it's really hard sometimes to let people off the hook about things because you're like, if you don't have time, okay, I got you, but you don't, you ain't got a quarter, you know what I mean? We've all seen, you know, <laughs> you know we've all seen um, the late night television shows for, you know, you put this much money towards this, you can support this and support that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know you've seen, since, since being in America, I know you've seen a thousand GoFundMes for literally Look. <laughs> anything. Look, I Talk wish I had GoFundMe in Haiti. Shoot, so I'm saying. No, but for real, like I do agree with that. Cause sometimes I have the money, right? So um, me and my husband, we um, send like eight kids to school in Haiti each year. Um, 160 bucks whole year they got school, right? To me, that's worth it. I can do I that. But sometimes at work, we're having a potluck. Hey, I ain't got time to make to make things, right? So I can clean up, right? Yeah. I can help clean up. I can help um, put things away, um, setting up, tear down. So it's just looking, you gotta give something. Um, it doesn't always have to be money. It doesn't always have to be your time, but it can be the other, whichever else you have. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think that's the one other thing that the military does really good for us that I can say that I probably would have never done in my civilian life is volunteering. You know what I mean? We we all talk about society this and Black Lives Matter and all these other big social agendas that are out there, right? But when do you see Habitat for Humanity on the on the news for having, you know, exactly. ten a thousand people showing up to cut some grass? So it's it's so ironic, right, that we're blessed enough that that's kind of bred into that that whole person concept of doing doing your job is great, but doing something for that's bigger than yourself will help you do your job and help you relate to the people that you're working with in ways that you probably never would have before. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I grew up volunteering. Uh, my family was really big into that. That's something that's always been part of my life and something I've always enjoyed, right? I love helping people. I love spending my time, giving my time to others. Um, And so for me, that's a no-brainer. But I know for some other people, that might be a new concept, but it's so important. And it helps you, right? It it helps with your mood, right? Um, Because you feel good after helping, helping other people. Absolutely. And, you know, that that really wraps up everything really easily into like the last piece of it, which is mm-hmm. about your energy. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm very much a, I wouldn't say I, I live as spiritually as I w- would like to, but I would like to say I'm a saint when it comes to preserving my energy, keeping my circle really small and just like, you know, I have this idea that if you if you allow certain people to allow we'll say an uglier, less attractive side of you to come out. Yeah. Each time you allow it to happen, it's easier to go into that bag and bring that part of yourself out that you're not proud of. Mm-hmm. So I think it's so important that if you have people around you that are pushing or prompting you to like act out of character, then you have to be so much protective of that because mm-hmm. then you won't have the energy and you won't really have 
the uh, the ability to be there for the other people that you have in your life. Like you said, you have a husband, you got siblings, you got parents, you got work, you got patients. You have so much that's on your plate. So for you in that role, I would say protecting your energy is probably like priority. Yep, for real. Like I ain't got time. Can you? I ain't got time for foolishness. Um, I do what I gotta do, um, and I keep it moving uh, because ain't nobody gonna care about my future like I will um, ever, ever. And I mean, I have people who love me. I have people in my life who cheer me on. Yes, they care. But people can care all they want. But if you yourself isn't going to care about your own future, none of it matters. Um, so, yeah, I got time to, to be wasting time um, for people to come with their mess, drama. It's exhausting. Um, so I go to work. I do what I got to do. I work out. I go home, do homework, uh, spend time with my husband. Um, water my plants. I love my plants. I got some plants. Um, and I do it all over again the next day. (laughs) But that's the thing though. When you have things in your schedule and when you're focused on the future and the goal that you have, you ain't got time to be all up in this mess, right? You ain't got time to be getting, um, in drama and, and things that don't, don't matter. Cause you're so busy. You got every moment is is precious. So for me, yes, I have to preserve my time. Sometimes I procrastinate, but it ain't cause I'm out here doing crazy stuff. I'm just okay. sitting on my, on my couch, like, hmm. <laughs> do I really want to do this assignment? Um, but yes, definitely gotta. You need peace in life. So how you do you? How do you? How do you uh, nurture like the positive side of your energy? Like I definitely, I think it's always pretty easy for us to go down the laundry list of all the, mm-hmm. the ways we don't allow people mm-hmm. to feed into the negative. But like, how do you personally nurture the positivity that's important in your energy? Yeah, so this has been a learning thing for me too, and I don't have it all together. But for me, working out. That mm. for me, that's my energy because it keep gives me energy to keep going, but it mm. also lets me release all the the frustrations of the day, right? Um, and it keeps me focused because mm. I'm working out is such like you can see progress, right? You can see your goal in action and how it's turning out. So um, it's very easy to keep going with that, which in turn keeps me motivated for other things. My mm. schoolwork, right? I'm motivated to keep doing that. I'm motivated to do well at work. I'm motivated to be a good wife. I'm motivated to um, keep um, trying to build my my faith, right? My spiritual life. So it it's it's a lot. Sometimes I don't know when I need to do it, and other people will be like, "Hey, um, you seem a little bit off. Why don't you take some time for yourself to go this, do this, this or that?" And it's like, "Oh yeah, I didn't." And I'm okay, but then I go and do it. I'm like, wow, I really did need this. <laughs> and I yeah, think that's the benefit. Yeah, sorry yeah. to cut you off, but yeah, I think that's the benefit of having people in your circle that know what your baseline is and know what you do, you know? So, but, but like we talked about earlier, it's like you want them to know so that they kind of can have a, a baseline of what's on your plate. But you don't want them like micromanaging you or making assumptions either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. 
I agree. With it, <laughs> that's like, the thing, though. Like, when you're in somebody's life and you know them, you can be like, hey, you seem a little bit off, right? You know? But just knowing you did your part. Are you still there? All right. Looks like she froze for a second. So we'll give her a second. But it's been, like, a really good um, interview. Oh, you still there? I am still here. Okay. I don't know. It just went back on both Okay. Lines. Yeah. So. Yeah. I didn't stop it. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're back. I was like, I was hoping I wasn't going to have to close it and have to re-edit it. So you're still back. So yeah, I agree with you. It, I'm still here. <laughs> so it definitely it's about having the accountability, but also having people give you a little bit of leeway that sometimes I'm going to have an off day. And the same way I give you understanding for when you have an off day, I'm allowed to have bad days too, you know? Yeah, and that's something I really had to really learn and take a hold of because I feel like for me, or, you know, with being a black woman, oftentimes we're not given that grace and understanding, mm -hmm. right? We're not allowed to have a bad day. How dare we? Um, coming to work and not say hi to the first person we see all like happy. But I allow everybody else to do that. Right? I don't question when someone, hey, you having a hard day, like, I ain't gonna bother you. Do what you gotta do. Mm -hmm. Right? So, Tim, I had to learn that it's okay if I'm having a bad day. Yeah, I'm not gonna go flip tables or nothing, but um, I can still be respectful, but I don't have to give energy that I don't have. Absolutely. And with that and being at peace with that, um, it's been a huge, huge learning curve for me, but it's been so freeing to be able to do that. And everybody refills their tank and the way they navigate their life differently. My mom is the exact opposite. She is a, if I see you and I make eye contact, I am saying hello to you. And if people don't say hello, <laughs> like, how do you not have time, you know? And, and, you know, I've learned that from just like my parents are very old school where you meet somebody and you introduce yourself to, hey, hello, my name is whatever. So like me coming to the military, I was saying, sir and ma'am, for as long as I can remember. So coming into the military, you'll meet people like, you don't have to call me sir. And then I'm like, I kind of do. Like, it's like, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. But like you said, though, there's certain things that may not be customary to you as a person. So it's really about just understanding like, hey, maybe I may not be as social with you, but it doesn't mean I don't respect you. It doesn't mean that I don't value you. It doesn't mean that uh, it's anything personal, but I shouldn't have to carry myself in a way that's like an imposter. It's imposter. Like, yes. <laughs> I'm not looking at mine with my face all covered, like acting like a fool. Like I'm a real person. I got real feelings. I got real things going on. I should be allowed that space to be real. And I would like someone to accept me in that realness. Okay. So um yeah, that's one of the ways to squash that imposter syndrome, you know? Um, it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to have a hard day. It's okay to have a great day. It's okay yeah. to, to be able to show it. But you know, I, I, I think that's so funny you just said that, like, it's okay to have a great day. Cause you know, I think some oh, people yeah. have like an idea of the self-sabotaging of like, today went too good. I I, I don't know if I'm <laughs> comfortable. Like, like I woke up on time. I went to, to the gym before work. Work went good. Yeah. I left on time. Uh, my my uh, dogs weren't acting crazy. My spouse mm -hmm. was super nice to me and bought me my favorite food. You're just like, what's going on? It's like, it's okay. Like everything doesn't have to be chaos and everything doesn't need to be like 
you know, sunflowers or rainbows either, you yeah. know, sometimes yeah. it can be a little bit of, you know. Mm-hmm. And everything eating. shouldn't have to be chaos. Yeah. You should have more, like, positive things are okay. And I had to learn that, you know, that self-sabotage thing is so real. Mm-hmm. Um, because depending on how you grow up, you learn to expect the worst, right? Because you can't let your guard down or whatever. But as you grow up, you know, you learn that, hey, I am safe in this situation. Um, no one's coming to get me, right? This is real. It's okay to feel happy. It's okay to have a great day and not feel like something's looming in the background. Um, and you deserve it. People deserve good things. Um, people deserve to have a great day. <laughs> You you said the D word deserve and that's a that's that's a touchy I, word for some people. I know, I know it is, but like now it's deserve like you looking at somebody like you de- I deserve for you to have me have a great day. No, that's not what I'm saying. Nobody owes you nothing. Gotcha. Right? The world don't owe you anything. But if you're having a good day, that's okay. You're a human being and you're allowed to have a good day. You deserve to have good things. Like people Absolutely. deserve to live a good life. Like you're a human being. Um, but that doesn't mean you go beating everybody upside the head when you don't have a good day, right? No Absolutely. one owes you nothing. <laughs> people yeah. don't and owe I, you anything. And you said it, you said exactly what I what I was thinking was the concept of there's basic essential uh things that we all are deserving and entitled to. Like mm-hmm. we all should have drinkable water, you know. Yeah. We all should be able to live and not be in fear of of violence and things of that nature. Yeah, but I think we're live. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think what some people do is they 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 take they they, they don't appreciate the the basic, you know, we'll think about mm-hmm. the jungle book, the bare necessities. They don't <laughs> they take those for granted. <laughs> and then then they, they, they just it just constantly is escalating to bigger and bigger things and then it's like you lost sight of kind of like you said being uh grateful with just the basics you know like the being understanding understanding to to where you really have enough like what what is enough for you and then anything better than that is a blessing it's just like cool now now that i have more than enough I can save it up for something for the one time I choose to treat myself, or maybe I take the surplus and I put it into something else that's important to me for somebody who can uh, use it uh, better, you know? You know, my dad told me this saying a long time ago, and this was something he told me when I was graduating high school. He said, he's like, there's a lot of people who will bless you, not because of who you are, but because of who your parents are. And I always have had to like think about that is that there's a lot of times where I have been blessed and other people have been blessed. And it wasn't because you were a good person. It was because you were in a circle of good people and they they basically assumed or they took an inference to say, because you're in this circle of people and they're good people, I'm assume you're a good person. And if I mm-hmm. see a situation where I can bless you, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it is so important when we're talking about energy about to be really aware of who is in your circle and who is truly in your corner because sometimes the blessings and the chaos are going to follow those people who maybe not truly uh have your best interest in mind mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah no, i agree i agree with everything you say um some people will say they're they're for you but be jealous of you right or they want you to fail in 
they're surprised when you don't. Um, they're expecting you to fail. Um, so yeah, you gotta be careful. But but at the same time, it's also realizing how your life can be affected by those who come before you. So will others' lives be affected by you, right? Because you come before a lot of people. So you, the way you carry yourself and how you are affects the next person that comes after you. Absolutely. Uh, have you ever seen the movie The Butterfly Effect? I have not, but I have heard a lot about it. Yeah, so that's kind of like what I think about in life sometimes is we we have the opportunity to kind of rewrite our future by the choices that we make. But we have to understand that as you're rewriting your story, as you're quote unquote getting your life together, there might be certain relationships that, that will blossom and some that might wither away. And I think it's about you have to be at peace with when you're growing to be the person that you want to be the same people may, may not be able to make it throughout that journey and that's fine that that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you're a bad person it doesn't mean that they're a bad person mm-hmm. it just means that you you're trying to go to a place that that relationship may not be uh you know may not be weathered to be able to go and i think it's just about yeah. being comfortable enough to be in that space yeah and sometimes you know you're that person in someone's life that they gotta leave behind Sometimes you're that person that can't elevate with them, and that's okay, because um, you're also gonna have people in your life that can't elevate with you, right? They can't go where you're going, Absolutely. and that's okay. Um, sometimes it's because of your own doing or you did something wrong, and sometimes it's like, I don't know what I did. Uh, but being able to understand like things happen and keep it moving, right? We, we don't yeah. always get answers, right? We don't always get to understand why things happen, but yeah, and, and it's sad. Right, you can feel sad. You're kind of grieving those relationships. It's really hard, and I ha- I know that all too well. Um, but it gets to a point where you just gotta keep going. I love the fact that you said that, though. You said grieving relationships. I think so many times when we think about what we do on a regular basis, we think about grief as in like someone's passed away, like something is dead. But mm-hmm. there's so much other grief for the others, just normal things and just even relationships because we we know that emotions and logic and all these other whirlwind of things that go go into each relationship that we nurture whether it's somebody that we would call an associate a friend a best friend a family member a mentor you know you can use a thousand adjectives to go over it but i think we don't realize that when that relationship is no longer there there's a lot of uncomfortable times and and, and really trying to figure out like who am i now without this you know Yeah, it's a lot of um, questioning, but hey, you're still here. Um, you still got a future, right? Um, gotta stay focused. Awesome. So um, before we wrap up, you know, one of the things you said that I wanted to to uh, go back over and make sure I had it right, because I feel like I'm all about like learning new quotes and different things to keep. You and correct me if I'm wrong. I heard you said your your you were told your existence is resistance is that what you said mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay yep. yeah that that really stuck to me because i think uh you know sometimes you just you just feel like you're just between a rock and a hard place the whole time <laughs> but, but yeah. it's sometimes knowing that sometimes you're gonna have to go through it and sometimes you're gonna have to go over it yes honestly i mean 
sometimes, um, I mean, I'll talk to people about my life and they're like, wow, you've gone through so much. And I'm like, really? I don't feel like it. Um, but then sometimes it's like, I, I feel like I have no more. Like I can't keep going, right? Because you have those points in your life where you just feel like you can't keep going. Um, but each time, even if it's like, hey, I was, I had a really hard day and the best I could do was just sit on my couch. Look, that's resistance. That's you still keep going. You're still fighting. You're still moving forward. Um, sometimes I think we think success is measured by how much we do. But sometimes it's equally important about what we don't do, right? Knowing when to chill, when to sit and just eat food, take a nap, take a shower. <laughs> sometimes that's all we need. Uh, we just need to uh, go and take a nap. So, um, and that that's okay. Um, you are doing enough by just existing. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. You know, I think one of the biggest things I've learned as I've gotten older, kind of to what you're talking about as far as success is sometimes my success is just not saying anything and letting something play out because it gives me a chance to like build more faith in the people that I see around me and also lets you get to see if way you were looking at something because we all have our biases and things that we feel strongly about but it gives you a chance to sit back and say you know what I'm glad I didn't say that because that may not have been the thing to say in that moment you know and then there's other times where I think because you didn't say something so many times, when you do say something, your mm -hmm. voice is kind of, it carries a lot more uh, value because people aren't used to hearing you talk or they saw you, uh, they, they just assume that you're gonna be so opinionated and you took a, a, a back seat for so many times that when you finally step up and say, hey, um, what about this? And then people are like, oh, but I think sometimes, you know, there's that 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 expression. It said uh, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. I think sometimes uh, you can hear the squeaky wheel and you just turn into background music and you just keep on moving. Oh, you throw it away! Like I got time for this. <laughs> let me just let me just unplug this thing real quick yeah. so I can go about the rest of my day because this is just causing me way too much stress. That is so true. <laughs> Hundred percent. That's fine. So, I mean, that's all I had for you today. I mean, I think this is a really good discussion. You know, I think it gave everybody, you know, in the Squire Empire, a chance to be able to to really see what everybody's life is different. You know, and I think uh, there's some things you're going to have to figure out on your own. And I believe there's sometimes where we can learn from other people to be able to see what they did and just try to model it. Mm -hmm. but not put so much pressure. I think it's like, hey, you can watch, you can read a workout plan and or you can watch a video or whatever, and it may may not work for you. But sometimes it's about, like you said, knowing when to pick it up and try it and give it good faith and see what would happen. And sometimes about realizing maybe this isn't the time to do it, but maybe I'll just save it on my desktop and I'll try to go to it later. I think it's about that balance mm -hmm. and not having to feel like you have to do it. You don't just, just finding where where in your life you really are, doing what you can do within that and being happy enough to know that you're only really measuring yourself against your own standards that matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, it's okay to start something and never finish it. I know a lot of times as kids, like our parents are like, oh, you started this, you're finishing it. But it's okay to not be able to finish something. 
So many times I start workout plans or running plans and I don't finish it. And I used to feel really bad about it. But my counselor, again, she was like, who makes expectations? Who cares if you don't finish it? I'm like, you know what? You're right. Who does care? Like, <laughs> I did part of it. I did try it. I did do something. So it's okay to quit. It's okay to change course. It's okay to do something else. And hit pause and then pick it up later. That's, that's all right. And, and that's part of that growth. You know, I think I would have, personally, I would have just as much, I would have a lot of respect for somebody who chose to pick up a hundred books and read one page out of all of them versus mm-hmm. someone who refused to even grab one book. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. There's a there's like a, um, a expression in martial arts. It's like, don't fear the person who knows a thousand, who practiced a thousand techniques one time. Fear the person who's uh, practiced one technique a thousand times. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's really just about Maybe you may not be the well-versed person into every single thing, but if you can be respectful and well-sharpened and well-read and well-educated in something that's really good, you can still be able to leverage that value in places that you will be proud of where you got to and other people would want to follow you or be able to glean from you different things. I mean, I think we look the more and more we, we have historians look back at some of the big pivotal leaders that have different philosophies and quotes that we live by, the more we go back into their history, there's some things in there that are not 100%, uh, we'll just say social media friendly if, if they were really <laughs> out today. So sometimes it's about understanding, take what you can and run with it and then leave the rest behind. And I think it's really about trying to be uh, mature enough to do that. You gotta have that wisdom to pick what's what's okay, like what you can do and what's for you, and then leave the rest behind. And and being okay with leaving those things behind because we don't got the time to do everything we can, and not everything is for us. Some things are just for your friend um, or you know this person down the street, but it's not for you, and that's okay. Well, thank you for spending an hour, an hour of your time with me. Like, what else do you have to say to the, to the people out there listening to your story? It's your time to shine. Go ahead. Um, honestly, all I have to say is if you need help, get help. Um, like I say, you're worth it. You're worth to live a life where um, you're not bogged down by anxiety and depression um, and feeling like you can't go on. It's okay to ask for a little bit of help. Like, you deserve that. So, um your story isn't gonna look like everybody else's. It ain't even gonna look like mine. Um, and I'm still learning to be okay with that. Um, Cause sometimes, you know, you can feel like you're behind, right? That you're trying to catch up with everybody else, but you don't have to. Um, it's your story, it's your life, but please, please, please reach out to someone um, if you need help. Um, if you need just that space to process things and to grow. Um, at the end of the day, we, Growth is all that matters. Yeah, keep growing and um, keep reaching out to the person next to you. Um, help help somebody out out today. Yeah, so I got. Well, thanks again for coming out to the Squire Empire podcast, and you know, once again, just thanks for being another uh, pillar of the Black mental health community. You know, I think we we can't make enough of y'all. So, y'all <laughs> that decides to. Uh, pick up the flag and the banner and run with it. It's just so encouraging. So that way the people can be able to go in and get to see somebody that looks like them 
So that re that removes a lot of the initial barriers. So that way people can get to work and get back to whatever level of functioning that yeah. they think they want to be, or maybe mm -hmm. even higher than they ever could. Yeah. yeah, so they can get back to doing things that are worthwhile, right? We can do anything, but not everything is worthwhile. So um, live simply so others can simply live. Well, thank you for your time, and maybe we'll have to have you back on another episode. Yeah, maybe a little bit later on. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We'll catch up with you next time. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. 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 <laughs>